It's time to start the podcast. It's time to hit the mics. It's time to start the podcast with Moon, P. Jug, and Hob. If somebody is calling me repeatedly, I'm going to yell at somebody. Hold on just a second. Hello? Hi, my name is Jen from the Medicare Assistance Make You 3M Insurance Solution. This is me. I am calling in response to your online inquiry regarding your Medicare insurance option. My goal is to connect you with a licensed agent in the state of Minnesota. Uh, you know, I am in the middle of something and you've called me like six times in a row. So here's where we're going to start. I'm not going to talk to you now. And I may never talk to you ever again. If you think I didn't answer the first four times, do you think on number five it was your lucky day? Okay, you too. Have a swell day. Okay. She feels bad now. You know what? Now she's going to have one too many at happy hour because she's like, that's the last <laughs> call I had to do. And I just got this promotion and I hate my cube. And. Yeah, let's my, just my... hope she doesn't off herself. Oh, they're calling again. Put it on again. speaker. Put it on speaker, dude. Okay. Okay. Hello. Hi, my name is Jen from the Medicare Assistance Make You 3M Insurance Solution. I am calling in response to your online inquiry regarding your Medicare insurance option. My goal is to connect you with a licensed agent in the state of Minnesota. I have already purchased a Medicare plan, but thanks for calling. I can't believe how much I want you to have a wonderful day. I hope flowers grow in your yard. I hope it never rains. I hope it's always sunny. I hope a dog never bites you. I hope everything in your life is good. I hope you get to go out with Jeff Bezos for a week in the aircraft. Uh, I hope that your tires never go flat on your bicycle. I hope your cats never shed. I hope that you never have a stomach virus or intestinal flu. I hope you don't get the coronavirus. <laughs> okay, bye bye. I hope your cat never sheds. <laughs> oh my God, that got me. I hope your cat never sheds. Oh my God, that might be the funniest. <laughs> Sorry, language. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Okay, that's funny. Uh, I wish somebody would help me keep track. I think this is episode 56 of Moon P. Jug and Hobbs. And uh, let's introduce Hobbs. Hey, Hobbs. Hey, how are you doing, Moon? I hate it when they do that. If they call me and I don't pick up, leave a voicemail. Don't call me back six times. You're on a list that got sold. I think, you know what I mean? Cause I, I had that happen when I was shopping for a, a medical thing when after I got let go from my job and then they were relentless. Uh, yeah, let's introduce our guests since we've been messing around with all this other junk. Brandon Whitrock, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me guys. You know, Brandon Whitrock, I've known since he was nine years old and I can prove it. When I was working at KS95, uh, we did KS95 for kids, and we would raise money for Gillette Children's Specialty Healthcare and the Children's Cancer Research Fund. And we would go and we would do interviews with the families to try to learn about what health challenges the patients had. 
And wouldn't you know, from all those years ago, listen to Brandon's story. Brandon Whitrock is just about to have a birthday, and uh, Brandon will be nine years old. Also, uh, Sherry and Jerome, mom and dad, are here, and we want to talk to all of you about why you started coming to Gillette. He was 25 weeks when he was born, one pound, 13 ounces. He was in the hospital for three and a half months. We came to Gillette when he was probably three. He had been in Minneapolis, then we went to Mayo, and Mayo referred us to Gillette. And it is a wonderful thing because we've gotten a lot of answers from Gillette. Brandon has cerebral palsy. It's uh, tightening of the muscles primarily is what affects Brandon in the lower extremities especially. And in his upper, he's weak, so he has low tone and high tone, they call that. So we, we deal with physical therapy on a regular basis, dealing with the walking issues and OT therapy, dealing with the strength in his hands. That is continually ongoing with him. Throughout your pregnancy, you probably didn't expect any challenges. And then he was born extremely early. How was that for you? Because that had to be a shocker. Oh. <laughs> we didn't really see it coming. Because no. she experienced some problems with some bleeding, and we went into the hospital. She had started dilating, and they brought us down to Abbott, Minneapolis. And within three days later, Brandon was born. And at that pound, a pound, one pound, 13 ounces, we had no idea what to expect. The doctors lay it down, pretty much give yeah. you every worst scenario there is out there. Yes. There's a possibility that, you know, they can't make it. There's a possibility of bleeding in the brain. Um, retardation. Retardation. Death, blind. They just laid it all on us within 30 seconds. You're standing there looking at your spouse, horrified. You cry and you don't know what to do. Brandon has hydrocephalus, which is fluid on the brain. He has a shunt in his head, which is a tubing that's connected from the top of his head and it comes down his neck and there's tubing in his stomach and the damage at birth um, made it so he's, his head is like a sponge, the fluid collects there, it won't come down unless we go in and help it. But he's had 22 shunt revisions because the shunts aren't working very well. Recently we went in and had a cranial expansion in March and um, that went very well. But uh, since then, it was like a month and a half later, he started having more headaches. And now, um, we just found out this week, his head has caved in up here from the suction of the pressure from the shunt. And um, so we're back on that merry ground again, trying to figure out what to do next. Like after all these surgeries, because you've had so many of them, I'm sure mom and dad and the doctors probably explain what's going to happen before it happens. How do you kind of get ready for it because maybe somebody can learn something from you and some strength. I get scared but I get through it once. You get into it more often. You ask like one more day. It's not very scary anymore once you get used to it. Do you like your doctors? Because a lot of them at Gillette, they become friends with their patients and it's really neat. Yeah. I've had a lot of nurses that take care of me and they're really good to me. They really do make me happy. You said one time that you want to grow up to be a minister or to be a social worker. Why would you want to do something like that? Because I really want to help kids when they're there, like sad or anything, and I just want to make them feel better. There's challenges, but it's part of our life now. Yeah, there have been many a day we're down and very frustrated. And you go to Gillette and you see what other families are going through, other, suddenly your problems don't yeah, seem as bad anymore. If you could have a wish, just one wish, what would it be? I would just wish that 
everybody has, well, everybody will shape you or like me, um, get to go to Disney World and stuff and just feel better. Well, how does that make you feel when you hear your story? It's amazing to look back on that first radio interview because I remember coming in and having to tell my story on the sta- on the radio station at KS95 all those years ago when I was seven. And I've had a lot of medical challenges since then. I've had over 40 surgeries, but I've just managed to keep a positive attitude and kind of just take it day by day because everybody has challenges and half the battle is mentally as well as physically. Well, I remember, you know, meeting your family and watching, you know, all of the changes uh, because of all the surgeries throughout the course of your life because now you are a highly functioning adult uh, and you've got a job. Uh, You're working in the fitness world, aren't you? Yeah, I'm working front desk at uh, LA Fitness. I'm one of the main openers there. So I start every, well, four days a week at 5 a.m. Usually it varies from like 5 to 9 to 5 to 8, but I really like it. And it's uh, good to get a free gym membership on top of it. So, Oh, yeah. Smart. My wife goes to the gym uh, five days a week, sometimes six. And she's a beast. She's in great shape. She also wants alone time, but yes. And see, for me, I don't go to the gym, (laughs) really. Uh, (laughs) I don't go to physical therapy. I don't do anything. I'm still freaked out about COVID, okay? Listen to this. Our rates in Minnesota are on the uptick up to a point where a couple of our main counties, including Hennepin County, is to the point where a mass mandate might be possible again. And hospitalizations are up. Deaths are down. And I think that's because of the drugs. I mean, my wife had COVID like last week mm-hmm. and they gave her Paxlovid and it's a drug that's an antiviral and the stuff worked like a dream. Uh, it took her about seven or eight days to have the coughing under control and, you know, but it, it could have been way worse and I'm glad yeah. she ended up getting it. And that's becoming more, available now uh i told my doctors i said why don't you just prescribe it to me now right and then if i have a positive test i'll already have the pills they're like well insurance doesn't work that way (laughs) right and insurance you know that's that's what the people were trying to sell me on the phone yeah. Right. They, they overheard your conversation yep. on right. your smartphone <laughs> thinking and they're like, oh, this guy's going to need this guy's going to need some more insurance. <laughs> there are times when I'll get on with a telemarketer and I'll go for like five minutes. Yep. Right. And I'm going to say, yep. OK, I want you to go through your entire spiel. OK. Yep. And yep. then after they get done, I'll say, go back to the second paragraph, the third <laughs> sentence. Yeah, I didn't and quite there hear was, that. Uh, a word in there that I want you to emphasize. Okay. Can you emphasize the word paradigm or whatever the word is? You know what? I should play with a telemarketer. Two questions with Putin. Okay. There you go. Just if act you like you're a radio station. Thanks for calling in. Yeah. You're on the air live. That's what right. are your two questions with Putin? <laughs> That That's be awesome? actually pretty funny. That would be a smart yeah. idea. <laughs> I do have my two questions for, for Putin ready to go. You want me to pull them up? Yeah, pull them up. Yeah. My first question would be, would you ever consider being a guest on Dr. Pimple Popper? 
<laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, that'd be awesome. Uh, and then my my second question with Putin: Have you ever eaten one of those earwax jelly beans? <laughs> Is that a thing? Have you ever had one? No. No, An they've ear- got different flavored jellies, uh, j- jelly beans. And there's actually, you can Google this, and I think I'll get that for you for the holidays. There you go. (laughs) Earwax jelly bellies. I don't know. I'm trying to now repeat questions. I can't remember all the questions we've already asked Putin. I mean, you know, at this point, we're at the 45-minute mark in our interview with him. (laughs) Um, You know, sunrises or sunsets? What's What's your preference there? Boxers or briefs? The question they asked Bill Clinton on MTV. Well, and I think if I had to guess, I'm thinking boxers. I think he might pull out something interesting. I think he might pull out like a mankini. I think he <laughs> might wear like the real low cut, like, you know what I mean? Kind of like a Michael Phelps type deal. Sure. You know, Brandon, what's your two questions for Putin? So my first question is, is there a world leader that you're afraid of? And my second question Ooh, is, at what one. point in your lifetime did you decide to stop listening to your conscience? Yeah, that's a good one. Okay. Like, he's Barbara Walters. He's, like, right. Like, you butter him up with the easy question, sunrises or sunsets, and then, bam, Brandon's like, when did you lose your conscience, man? <laughs> Another one I could ask him is, what do you say to telemarketers? <laughs> right? <laughs> do people telemarket yeah. you? And if yeah. so, what what are they selling? How do you what handle do you... telemarketers in your country? <laughs> <laughs> right. Shot. They, they, just get, yeah. they just if you call if you call Putin's house after ten o'clock, it's like you get in the yep. most trouble like I did when I was a kid. Who's calling this house after ten o'clock? Uh, I remember corded phones. We had oh, yeah. a, you know, if we were gonna talk to a girl. We'd yep. have to get like the 25 foot cord so you yep. can go around the door. Oh yeah. Shut oh, yeah. the door. I had a yellow one and it was like, it was like my dad liked to, you know, he liked to be doing stuff while I was on the phone. So this thing, I don't know. It was like, he got the longest one they sold was like 40 or 50 feet in the old days, Brandon, <laughs> the phones were attached to the wall yep. or some kind of a device. Right. And so, but it was long enough to go into the garage and I smoked and I could go inside and I could have a little heater and I could be on there the phone. Go. And with the garage door open, hiding. So I love that thing. Yeah, it's quite the setup. So you finished school and then you did some college or did you skip college? I, I did some college. I took one college class out there. Uh, I took mm-hmm. a composition class at uh, Dakota County Technical College and I did well at that. Uh, but with my with me growing up and having to go through a lot of surgeries and medical problems, mm-hmm. uh the whole schooling aspect for college. I missed a lot of school growing up. So I don't think that I could actually like personally probably get a degree, but it was a good experience for it. And I really liked it and I did well. So did you have to do a lot of tele, uh, what do you call it? Um, at home learning on video, you know, video. No, that the, when I took my class, this is like before COVID. So it was in class. So I took okay. it out yeah. there. In college, which is nice. yeah. I, I personally like taking classes with, teachers so i get the yep. more in-person instruction but that's just me yeah and i think a lot of people feel that way i know a lot of students that were straight a until it went to you know at home learning and then you know the next mm-hmm. thing you know it's it's not easy yep let's talk about stuff we're watching on television i'm very excited for bosch bosch on amazon prime what's the premise of this one again 
Well, it's really cool because a very well-known writer, Michael Connolly, did a series of books about a homicide detective. His name was Bosch. And this guy would do anything to solve a case. Sometimes that, that meant cheating a little bit, pushing the rules a little bit, and uh, kicking some major butt. I mean, this guy is really a great cop. And when he has a daughter that's heavily involved in the show, I mean, it's very realistic. And think about as an L.A. homicide detective, how your day might start. You wake up with an alarm clock. You go have a cup of coffee. You get a phone call. We've got to be heading down on 27th and L. All right. I'll be there in 20 minutes. He goes to the beheading and on his way there. Oh, we got a live shooter at an elementary school. We got 17 down, three dead. Okay, I'll be right there after I go to the beheading. And I mean, this is how his day goes, right? Mm -hmm. And then he tries to track down these people and work the legal system, which in America can be very screwed up. If you look at the way cops and citizens uh, are right now, it's not good. People, you know, there's... And yet you're advocating a show for a man who breaks the rules of police. <laughs> but he does it because he's a good guy. But we yeah. get all mad when the bad guys break the law when they're cops. <laughs> That's why these shows but, should not... First of all, these shows... I mean, I, I, I like a good detective show. Don't get me wrong. But Brandon doesn't know this. I studied law enforcement. And I will tell you what. None of these shows have ever been accurate because the amount of paperwork you incur yeah. from one incident there's no way you can go to multiple ones you're gonna have to appear in court and testify you have to make copious notes of everything you go to these guys are just driving around having cute conversations and and solving crimes and no paperwork i never see him do anything i see him sit at a desk but that's it paperwork doesn't make for good ratings i suppose now you watched bosch didn't you brandon yep yep i did i uh started reading the books and i'm watching the tv series currently so I'm, I'm kind of zigging and zagging, mm-hmm. but this has uh, been bugging me all week. Oh, there was a couple in Alabama. One was a corrections officer. The oh, other was I a six this. foot nine uh, inmate that was yep. in for murder. She mm-hmm. helped him escape. Mm-hmm. They took off in a very well executed escape. She was an I don't know what's wrong with her, but she sold her house that was worth like 250000 for $97,000. She wanted quick cash. Uh, they took the cash. They went on the run. And the six foot nine inmate looks just like Hobbs' boyfriend. <laughs> it doesn't look just like him. <laughs> it looks just like him. He bears a resemblance, but he does not look just like him. Have you heard that before? No, but I saw people comparing him to Aaron Rodgers and people compare my boyfriend to Aaron Rodgers. So it's a natural whenever there's wherever there's Aaron Rodgers smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Well, you take a look at that guy, his headshot. <laughs> I'm going to send you, you met Brian once. I'm going to send you a picture again. I'm just going to make okay. sure you remember what it looks like. But yeah, that, maybe you uh, could do uh, a split screen, one on each side. <laughs> okay okay after right before and after oh <laughs> uh, you know another thing that i've been watching on tv lately and i mm. don't know why i'm looking for something light i'm oh, okay. watching a show called abbott elementary which is really okay. good 
It's about a very uh, challenged neighborhood elementary school in Philadelphia and the story of the teachers and the principal that run the place. And it's, it's a comedy and yep. it's real and it's fun. Uh, I watch the neighborhood every week. We watch the Connors every week. Uh, we've been watching American Idol every week. But I've got one I think you're going to like. What? What's that? But again, you've got a cave and just get the HBO. Dump that YouTube TV. Oh, you man. don't have HBO? You got to get HBO. No, I have See, HBO. Brandon. Oh, you do have HBO? Okay. Sorry. I thought you did for it. some reason. Okay. Our Flag Means Death is the Our name of the show. Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death. It's a 30-minute sitcom, and it's about – it's basically – a pirate show, but the guy who wants to be a pirate just has this childhood fantasy of being a pirate. He doesn't want, he's from money. He's an aristocrat. He doesn't want to rape or pillage or anything. He just wants to sail around with other men and have adventures like in the, in the, in the books he had read. And so, but it's really, it's a great sitcom, but it actually is kind of got a deeper message and it kind of turns on its head a lot of, uh, you know, societal norms around males and stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and on piracy and, and violence and stuff like that, because people think he's really weird, but then they're like, ah, but he like pays his crew, like medical benefits and he gives them vacation days <laughs> and does all fun. this HR stuff. He's like, we should have sharing time now. And what do we do on the ship? We talk about our feelings. And so it's a really funny, like dichotomy with the, with the pirates because then the other pirates are like yeah man like why are we just you know it's just not all just rum and gold you know like they start contemplating their life more so it's it's cute but it's it's very light very light yeah light and fluffy mm -hmm. that's what i'm looking for so yeah. i start watching seinfeld again okay and okay there's so many episodes of that it's unreal it's still funny it's very very well done and i didn't know this but I have a friend in, and his name is Jake Johansson. Do you know yeah. that Jake Johansson was originally cast as Seinfeld and he turned it down? Oh, <laughs> Oof. oh, are you serious? He turned Oof. that down. You know, who's got the record for that? Cause I did find the 10 top roles. Burt Reynolds turned down James okay. Bond, Han Solo, <laughs> oh, Rocky Balboa. Edward Lewis in Pretty Woman. That was Richard Gere. John McClane in Die Hard. Michael Corleone, The Godfather. Uh, Guy Woodhouse in Rosemary's Baby. Um, Jack Nicholson's character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He won an Academy Award for that. Uh, De Niro's character in Taxi Driver. And Jack Horner. And then the one that he actually took, which was his biggest right move, was Jack Horner in Boogie Nights, but then he originally turned it down and then he changed his mind and said he'd, he'd do it. And then he got an Academy Award nod for supporting. Wow. Actors. He's almost yeah. known more for turning down roles versus taking them. <laughs> yeah. If you ever think, you know, like, well, trust your instincts, maybe not, you know, maybe don't trust your instincts. Yeah. But what else are you watching, Brandon? This show called The Shield on Hulu. Oh, right. yeah, The Shield. Yep. So it came out in the early 2000s. It's just about mm -hmm. a group of uh, corrupt cops that kind of have their own clique yeah. within the department, and they do anything they can to take down bad guys while trying to cover up the crimes that they may have committed. And it's all yep. about the politics within the department. It's very good. Really adult. So I was going to say, you like that. I'm seeing a trend. You like the cop stuff. Would you, would you want to do something in law enforcement? No, probably not. I'm more of kind of like a... 
people-oriented person, kind of like front desk type, uh, public speaking kind of. Oh, public speaking. Cool Very avenue. Good. It's been a while since somebody reached out to me to ask me to host an event. But this last week, I was invited to do a, of all things, an ADA like convention, right? It's about, you know, people with disabilities or whatever. Yeah. And they asked me to do it. And I said, oh, that sounds cool. And let me check my calendar. It's the day I have chemo. Oh, no. <laughs> right? oh that stinks. And it's at the oh. exact time of the chemo. And I said, I'll oh. tell you what. Uh, and she goes, well, it's on Zoom. And I'm like, really? I could host a convention while I'm getting chemo? <laughs> and I said, the the one, thing- but it would really be good for raising money, man. Just really milk it. You know? <laughs> yeah, Just absolutely. Have- Miranda, we wish uh, you nothing but a great summer. We hope that you get um, lots of time to spend with people you give a crap about. That's yeah, awesome. Absolutely. Tell the mom and the dad hello. I will. Uh, and then Hobbs, what do you got coming up? Anything? The next upcoming event is me turning 50. So. Oh, did you ever figure that out? Yeah, I rented. Yeah, I rented an Airbnb down in Stillwater. I thought, you know what? Hotel prices were really high. This had a kitchen, so you could just put out appetizers and have people over. And I don't have to clean. It's not my house. I know you probably can't come, but you're invited. And so is so is uh, P-Jug. P-Jug, you I can know. just bring P-Jug down and drop her off with me. Send her on an Uber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know this is funny? She wanted <laughs> to take an Uber one night, so she downloaded the app. And mm-hmm. she wanted a ride. Well, the next thing you know, she's uh, signed up as a driver. <laughs> there <Right>? you go. <laughs> so she was getting these notifications of people that wanted to ride. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. I was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Let's put this show out of its misery. <laughs>